The single biggest reason wedding pros struggle to convert couples at higher prices is because you're not justifying the extra expense compared to someone who's cheaper than you are. Let's be honest, most of you offer packages with features that are nearly identical to others in your field. You want to know how to stand out in a crowded marketplace and get clients to gladly pay more for what you're offering? You got to build value and create desire, which is exactly what I'm going to talk about in this episode that shows you where to focus your energy in 2024, especially right now during inquiry season. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Last month, I returned for my 16th Engage. 16th. That's crazy. That's four full months of engaging with luxury wedding pros over the last 10 years. Yeah, I went to my first one in December, November, I can't remember, December of 2013 down in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been all over the world with Engage, and I've made some really great memories. My first one, I, I remember staying up late around a fire pit with Marcy Bloom, who was wearing my jacket. I had my arm over her shoulder. And then later on that night, I was up until four in the morning hanging out and having a great time laughing it up with Randy Finoli. The funniest part about it all is that I had no clue who either of them were at the time that I was doing that. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, wow, what a what a naive wedding pro I was. At my third engage, I met my wife on the beach at lunch with friends. I mean, what an incredible takeaway from Engage. I mean, ultimately because of Engage story. And not only did I meet my wife, but she also introduced me to Todd Fiscus, who ended up hiring me to come in as director of operations and run all of his companies for him for a couple of years. Seven weeks after he and I ran into each other and then chatted, I was in Dallas. Showed up there with two suitcases and a carry-on, and I was ready to go. And my fifth Engage, I decided I wanted to be a business coach for other wedding pros. I remember I was in the pool of the breakers. It was June of 2016. And I was hanging out with maybe half a dozen other people talking shop, which I love to do. And we had umbrella drinks. I think we were like Miami Vices were, were the drink of choice at that particular engage. And we were all hanging out drinking Miami Vices and chit-chatting and talking about business strategy and I just fell in love with the experience. And I remember I got out of the pool and I was like, Katie, Katie, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a business coach. And I did. Six months later, I'd opened ID Action Consulting. And my eighth engage, I spoke at a breakout session for the first time. I mean, what a feather in my cap. It was something that I'd wanted to do since the first time that I had attended. And here I was talking about things that I was passionate about. And I knew that I could help other wedding pros with. It was how to charge more for your services. I had heard a lot at Engage about the importance of charging more, but nobody had ever really dug into the tactics of how to do it, when when to know that you should increase your prices and then tactically how to do it. It was fun. We had 100, 110 people in the breakout session. It was a great conversation. I remember getting done and I, I didn't know if I wanted to put my arms in the air or 
pass out because I had finally made it through that experience that I was so nervous about. I remember at my 12th engage, I was in Bahamas at Bahamar. This was June of 2019. And I remember waking up at four o'clock in the morning. I'd had an epiphany, a dream about building our company to focus less on coaching and more on websites and copywriting. Since then, we've been hired by more than 300 clients in the wedding industry, and we have seven full-time copywriters on our current team. 16th Engage was pretty memorable, the one that I just went to. It felt like the old Engages I attended, and I love that. It was at one big property, which was a gorgeous property, the Boca Raton Hotel. It was open and, and easy to talk with anyone. And there were lots of in-between moments to have those conversations because of the way that the two primary hotel areas were laid out and this big long corridor with couches and chairs and then the one collection point at the bar. It, it felt intimate, even though it was a big summit with over 500 people. I had a breakout session to talk about pricing and sales. I've talked about pricing and sales at, at the four others, but I always try to create a topic that I speak about that's hot on everyone's mind and also mixed in with what I know that people need to hear, even though you might not be aware of it. Over the past 17 years in the wedding industry, I've amassed a lot of different tools, but the biggest and probably the most important one that I have is the ability to see what others don't or can't see. It's a, it's a kind of pattern recognition that occurs after seeing certain scenarios play out over and over and over again. I think photographers refer to this as reading the room. When I worked in hotels and restaurants, we called it anticipating guest needs. Basically, you've been in that situation so many times before that you can predict what's going to happen just by paying attention to the clues that are in front of you. And just like you do that with your clients, I do that with my clients, people like you, because I've heard information and seen scenarios that start to repeat themselves over and over and over again. Part of the reason why I'm able to recognize patterns is that we get so many of you reaching out for help. At Engage, I always ask people, what's the biggest challenge that they're running into? This is my, my bit, my shtick. These are the problems that I know that I need to, as the leader for our company, come up with programs and services that are going to address. These are the issues, the obstacles, the unmet desires that you have as a business owner and as a wedding pro. And so I could get, you know, 10, 20, 50 responses over the course of a summit, and I start to see trends. I start to see patterns. Another source of what's your biggest challenge insights come from the inquiry form that we have on our own website. We get a bunch of information from people who inquire because we ask specific questions like, what issues are you running into? And then we ask, how can we help? And the information people share is solid gold for knowing what topics to address and the content that we create for this podcast for free workshops, like the ones that we're running in this month on how to build value, for our mastermind, and for presentations and speaking engagements, in engage and otherwise. Here are several phrases that I pulled from recent inquiries for our services. I went back over the last month or so and dug in and pulled out these phrases for us to continue to build the right kind of content. Here, here they are. I want to level up with some help. I want to make sure that all the pieces fall into place in a cohesive manner. I've DIY'd my business for years, but now I'm ready to hand it over to experts. My market is saturated. I'm getting a lot of inquiries, but not the right ones. I want to focus on fewer weddings. My messages are not connecting with the higher paying audience. 
My current conversion rate is a nightmare. I love the honesty in that one. I've hit a ceiling in my local market and I don't know what to do about it. I'm looking to elevate my business and raise my prices. I want to transform my business to a place that I didn't think possible. I'm hitting new roadblocks that I don't know what to do about. Getting inquiries but struggling to convert. I have a skill set in what I do, but it doesn't spill over into marketing and sales. And then the one that we probably get most frequently, which is I'm struggling to attract my ideal client. Now, maybe these sound like areas that you're struggling with too. If so, keep tuning into the podcast and attend those free workshops that we're running right now, including how to justify higher prices, how to charge more for your services that we're doing at the end of the month, January 29th. We're also feeding them into the Sway Mastermind that we're about to open up at the end of the month on January 29th for 2024 enrollment. So when I was preparing for my Engage talk, I wanted to share information about solutions to these kind of topics. These are the obstacles that people have been telling me that they were running into on the regular. And so I wanted to create a presentation about solutions to these problems. And to be clear, we work with all kinds of clients from those who are just starting out to those who are struggling to the best in the business. But the most common client we see is one who's doing well or has done well in the past, but is now stuck, hit a ceiling on a plateau, spinning your wheels, but not getting any traction. And the image is almost always coming down to two things. Could be one, could be the other, could be both. Here they are. Not attracting the right kind of client. We're not converting couples at higher price points. Not attracting the right kind of client or not converting couples at higher price points. So let me share a little secret with you. It's a good one. So lean in. One that could save you years of struggle and help make you tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars over your career. Here's the secret. If you're not converting couples at higher price points, it comes down to three big reasons. Reason number one, you're not providing enough reassurance for your services. Reason number two, you're not creating enough desire for your services. And reason number three, you're not building enough value for your services. Reassurance, desire, value. Now, the first one, reassurance, it's just a technical issue. You have to offer more and better pieces of social proof in the buyer's journey, especially near the end, when we know that risk is the biggest factor in the purchase decision, including August 29th of 2022 and October 29th of 2021. Go listen to those podcasts if you want to brush up on your social proof and give more reassurance to couples. But today, on this episode, I want to talk about building value and creating desire. It's a recap on what I talked about at my breakout session at Engage, and it's an intro to the free workshop that we're doing on January 29th. You can still sign up for it. Again, link in show notes. What does it mean to build value or create desire for your services? Why is it important? How do you do it? Let's jump right in. So value is built with your solutions to customers' problems. Value is built through your solutions to your customers' problems. Every business exists to solve customers' problems. That is your primary function. Yes, you do more than that. You care for them as a human. You create art that makes the world a better place and so many other things that impact the world in positive ways. Also, you exist as a business to fulfill your own needs in important ways related to purpose. I've, for instance, always wanted to help people, to teach people. 
to give people like you the tools and information to be better, to make it easier to fulfill your own life's purpose. It's the nurturer in me, and it's one of my core motivations as a human. I love taking care of other people. And we're all in business so we can make money, right? How much and what the priority is will be different for everyone, though. But at some level, we're all in it for a buck, too. But none of that matters to your clients, to your customers. They want solutions to their problems, to their needs, to fulfill their desires. Those who know how to do that are the ones who attract the best clients, the business owners who can identify and connect with those needs and desires in marketing messaging are the ones who will attract the best clients and ultimately convert the most inquiries and charge the most for your services. So if this is not you, if you're not doing these things well, then it'll likely come down to not knowing what your clients want and or being able to communicate it very well to them. I'll be honest, it's not always easy to know or share these messages that trigger buyer desires. In fact, it's why after a few years of coaching clients in the wedding industry to get better at sales, I decided that we needed to help them by getting more people into the inbox, copywriting for websites, and also closing deals with copywriting for proposals for their clients. Because no matter how hard I tried to show my coaching clients the way to create those messages on their website or in their proposal, it was more than many of them could handle on their own. They needed help. Just because you have a keyboard doesn't mean you're going to succeed at triggering your ideal client desires. Just like if you gave me a camera or a checklist to plan your wedding, it doesn't mean I can photograph that wedding or plan that wedding. But every wedding pro needs to know how to talk about themselves and what to do in a way that connects with their biggest desires that their clients have. If, if not at a professional level, like we offer our clients with our services, you at least have to do it better than the comp set. You have to know how to talk about what you deliver for your clients better than the other people that they're comparing you with. This is an important distinction. You don't have to be the best, just better. Not the best, but just better than others that the couple is considering. It reminds me of a joke I love that's popular with outdoor adventurers like me who hike in bear country. When you see a bear, you don't have to be the fastest in the group, but you don't want to be the slowest. You see, everyone who's being considered by the couple is probably offering about the same thing that you do. Photographers, you all provide the same packages pretty much, right? Coverage, number of photographers, pre-wedding sessions, album options, planners. You all have basically the same bullet points in the collections that you list. Stationers, you all create gorgeous invitations, floor designers, beautiful floral arrangements, and so on. Yes, of course, there are nuances to what you do and the style that you provide and the personality that you add to the mix, but a self-aware couple will narrow down their vendors in each category to make sure that all of these things are already being considered in the final comp set. Personality, style, portfolio, price, check, 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 check. And if the couple doesn't do it on their own, they're going to have a planner who does it for them. That's a huge value in the early stages of wedding planning. So when you're being considered by the couple as a finalist for services in your particular field, you have to find a way to create desire for your services over others who look pretty much the same. You have to find a way to build more value for what looks like pretty much the same list of features on the surface. And this is where you have to start paying attention to what I'm about to say. If you're editing 
Well, let's see this stop for a moment. If you're on one and a half speed, bump it down for a second. The best way to get couples to pick you over others, especially when you're charging more than others, is to dig deep into their emotional needs and communicate the value that you offer in those areas. You've got to go below the surface. You got to hit the deeper emotional needs. You have to change the topic of conversation from surface level wants to deeper seated emotional needs, social needs, areas of their life that are the most meaningful. Now in 2016, three partners from one of the big consulting agencies, Bain & Company, created a report called the Elements of Value. These partners were pricing specialists and they wrote an article that was published in the Harvard Business Review about how businesses provide value to their customers. It's one of the most important resources that I've seen in all of the research that I've done on buyer psychology, pricing, sales, and copywriting. Go read it if you want. It's incredible. Everybody gets, I think, five or so articles from Harvard Business Review before you have to pay for it. Elements of value. Go and check it out. But he here's the gist. Basically, these partners went through and analyzed the different ways that businesses provide value through the solutions to their customers' problems. And they took those elements and they, they grouped the 30 of them that they came up with into four distinct tiers. And they put those tiers into a pyramid and created a graphic, which is fascinating. And at the bottom, the first tier of value that you offer are functional values. And then the second tier are emotional values. The third tier, they call it life-changing. I like to think of it as social. And then at the top is self-transcendence, where you create a social impact. Now, the key is that you want to focus on the solutions that you offer to customers on the higher tier emotional and social value that you create. The functional is important down at the bottom, but the big value comes by packing in these social and emotional values to your value proposition. So how does this all apply to what you need to do if you want to charge higher prices? It's simple. The more you charge your clients, the more value you have to build. Wealthy clients have money and they'll spend it if you can show them it's worth the higher price. The issue that most of you run into when selling at higher price points is that you don't offer enough value to justify that big price tag. Either you're not giving enough in ways you create value or you're not stacking enough value on top of each other to reach the prices that you're charging. So you can either do more or you can do a higher level of value for the few that you do. Remember, all those bullet points in your packages and your proposal look pretty much the same to the outside observer. Let's go back to photography. 10 hours, two photographers, engagement session, high-res online gallery, unlimited print rights, or, or the planners with all the bullet points, or the venues, and caterers, or rental companies. You list out the things that you give them. So what's the noticeable difference then when you're a couple comparing apples to apples to apples, proposal to proposal to proposal? What's the noticeable difference? Price. Everything else looks pretty much the same, but price is the easy difference to spot. And so when all things look the same, it's hard to choose the more expensive option. Why would you when it looks like you're getting the same thing, but it costs more? What you should all be focusing on though is making the more expensive option, your option, look more valuable. Not just look more valuable, but be more valuable. And the fastest way to do that is to build that intangible emotional value 
with the non-functional solutions that you offer your client. Here's an example for photographers and videographers, because I know that we have a lot of you who are listening in the audience. Many of you talk about investing in your photos or films. First of all, I recommend avoiding the word invest when talking with couples because it triggers the logical brain to take over thinking instead of the couple saying in their emotional brain. But let's roll with the concept that you're talking about, this investment in your photos. But let's do it in a better way. So if we go back to the elements of value, one of the highest elements that you can offer that benefits your clients is creating an heirloom. All right, that word heirloom. That's what you're really trying to say when you use the word investment, right? It could be physical photos in an album or a set of digital images that form memories for them to look back on or films that they watch with their kids 10, 20, 30 years after you will get married. Or maybe they pass along that film or those photos or that album for generations to come to people who are descendants of you and without having ever met you. That's a legacy. That's an heirloom. And that has massive, massive value for couples. It's what you should be talking about more on your website, in your social media feed, and especially on your discovery call and in your proposal. But instead, many of you are spending a lot of precious time or space in the buyer's journey on collateral talking about timeline, for instance, or gear, or how many years you've been in business. Those things are not nearly as important. They don't create as much value, especially the all-important emotional value compared to talking about, say, an heirloom or a legacy. Let's talk about planners for a minute. Sure, you're selling the bullet points that you list out, including things like vendor selection, the meetings, the mood boards, the walkthroughs, and all the other things that you do for your clients. You do so much for your clients, and you try and build value, frankly, by listing out a lot of bullet points. And, and that can be effective. It can also backfire and be overwhelming because people aren't reading all of the things. But the single most important element of value that you offer couples is the opportunity for the couple to experience self-actualization. Self-actualization is the feeling of reaching your full potential as a human being. And that's what a wedding is for, for many of our clients, especially in the luxury space. It's the most important day of their lives because it shows others what they value. It brings two families together to start a new one. And that experience, that celebration reflects their personal sense of style and taste and offers their guests and people who look at it in photos and videos online in their social media feed into how much money they have, how much status they have. And so many other things that showcase to their closest friends and family who they are and what they've achieved at this point in their lives. They are creating a celebration that demonstrates this self-actualization exercise. So what you want to share with your clients as a planner on your social media feed, on your website, throughout the sales process is how you help create a celebration that honors and exemplifies what's important to them, reflects who they are, and highlights what they want their loved ones to know about and remember in this moment in their lives. You don't plan weddings. You create experiences for clients to realize their full potential as a person, as a son, as a daughter who honors family traditions, as a friend who creates memorable experiences, as a peer who's reached a certain level of status in their life and should be recognized for it. 
These are the things that you as a planner do for your clients and self-actualization is the value that they want to receive from you. I want to go back to the initial issue many of you come to me with when you reach out, those things in the inquiry form. You can't convert couples who are inquiring when you raise your prices. When you hit the luxury market, you have a hard time doing it. And the reason why is largely because you're not justifying those higher prices with high enough value. That's the issue. So how do you make that happen? How do you justify higher prices? How do you build value? Well, I'm going to dig into it on that free workshop that I mentioned January 29th. I'm going to pull back the curtain on how to build that value with emotional and social components. I'm going to share what many of you are doing that does not work. And I'm going to show you how to implement what does work in your social media, on your website, and in a sales proposal, as well as directly through your packages and your pricing. Full disclosure, we're doing this workshop as a lead up to our mastermind, which opens for enrollment right after the workshop is over on January 29th. This mastermind is the third year for our advanced training program. In 2022, we focused on sales only. Last year in 2023, we added in some marketing and social media. And this year for 2024, we're offering a comprehensive level up program with three cornerstones, marketing, sales, and client experience because we want you to have knowledge, skills, and confidence in every aspect of a successful business selling primarily to luxury level clients. I'm also gonna be sharing with you an incredible VIP perk for people who sign up for the mastermind this year. It includes a lifetime discount on ID Action services. If you're interested in learning more about the VIP experience, the mastermind program, or just want free stuff on how to build value and create desire, please check out the show notes for this podcast or sign up for the workshop on Instagram through our profile link. Boom, that's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you wanna go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through.